This is Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 29. We're getting up there, Dan. Yep, 29. And uh, recording in the first person, as it were. Yep, just like old times. Does it feel different? Yeah. Better? Sure. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, The reason why we are recording in first person is that we are recording using logic today. Yeah. Well, uh, there's also well, why are we why are we doing that though? Well, I was going to get to that. Uh-huh. Um, that would be because we are recording on my new Hackintosh. Yeah, it's a little test. Yep. What do you think of the idea of a Hackintosh? Before we get into the little more specifics, I think I, I guess it's okay. I mean, um, it's it's a cool idea. Uh, I think it's it's interesting how uh, how Apple has. Because if you think about it, um, it's been around for a really long time. Yeah. Um, it keeps getting easier, though. Well, no, no. But I'm, I'm talking about, like, uh, I don't know if you remember this. But if you think back, I guess, five, six years ago when uh, Apple announced that they were not going to be making PowerPC-based computers anymore. Yep. And they were going to be switching to Intel-based computers. Um, that was a big deal. Uh, a lot of people did not see that coming. That was a big. I remember there were rumors, surprise. and then the slide in the keynote was "It's true" with the E <laughs> dropped, like Intel. Really? Yeah. So he goes to the next. He goes to the next thing, and it's like it's true, and it's like the little drop D. Nice. And everyone's like, "Ooh." Yeah. No, I because I, I I remember like reading about that, and uh, and. Yeah, that was there was a lot of surprise, a lot of shock. Sure. Um but then once that came out, uh you started to hear these stories about how um and if you think about it it makes a lot of sense. Uh now I don't know if you remember uh you you probably know this but Mac OS 10 has its roots in the Next Step right. OS, which obviously was Now did Next Step use a, a Unix kernel as well? Yeah. Yeah. The same ne- same Darwin kernel, basically, as far okay. as I know. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I remember in the in the early '90s when the first time I ever saw a Next machine, it definitely felt Unixy. I never used one. Was it nice? Well, it was a Unix machine with like a really sharp, crisp like PostScript display. Right. So like a like a Spark workstation, kinda. I would say it felt a little bit more like a Sun than it did like a like a Mac. Right. Um, but it definitely had echoes of. You know, of Mac OS X as far as the dock is concerned. I remember when... Um, I'm pouring a lot of water. Uh-huh. I remember when Steve Jobs came back and gave the keynote when he was coming back to Apple. And, and remember when Microsoft came on and gave them money and they had Bill Gates on the screen? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. Um, that he gave the keynote presentation on an IBM ThinkPad running next. Did he? Yeah, huh. supposedly. That's what was it. underneath the podium. Well, I he believe was, it. He just, the Macs were terrible at the time, you know, for well, him. Well, yeah, and he wasn't an Apple fanboy. Right. I mean, he was still a Next guy. And that was the thing, is, is I guess, um, even more so than Apple, Next went just crazy with their hardware. I mean, yeah. they really didn't spare any expense and designed the hell out of these things and, and over-engineered and over-designed them to the yeah. point, and well, I well, they also say, cost overchar- $10,000. Overcharged them, yeah. So they yeah. basically made them so expensive that I think it became a little bit prohibitive. How much do they go for now on eBay? That's a good question. A couple hundred bucks. You can really? buy them. Yeah. That'd be fun to play with one. Yeah. What's interesting is that they, I think they still use the Apple, you know, 
S S video, you know, the little four pin ADB connection for keyboards and mice. Oh, really? I think so. And I think they also, you have to, what's funny now is you look at the back of a computer now and you, you know, nothing will surprise you, but you look at these older computers and you'd see things like, you know, like a built in 10 base T, yeah. you know, ethernet port on it, you know, like an actual RJ 11 jack on there. Stuff that back in the day, which was like didn't happen. a big deal, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember, um, if you remember the, uh, earlier Macintoshes, uh, Macintoshes didn't ship with Ethernet with, with actual RJ forty fives on the back of them until like I think the first machine that did that was I'm gonna say it was the Power Mac G three the blue and white could be I want to say the predecessors to that the you know the Power Mac eighty six hundreds and and all those they had a special proprietary port called the AAUI port okay um, on the back on the back and it was like this weird multi-pin thing it was little it had like little spring-loaded side clips kind of you know if, if you can imagine like i guess sort of like an ipod dock connector cable okay but, but like twice as thick and like it, that's not the best analogy it's, it's weird i have no recollection of that yeah if you google aaui uh do they have uh, they had, i mean they had card slots what was the old bus spec for what Oh, for the the pre PCI, yeah. it was called Newbus. Newbus, right? Yeah. So, did they have Newbus cards that were Ethernet cards? They did. They had Newbus. You could get a Newbus Ethernet card was that an or Apple a token only ring. Spec? Newbus, yeah, yeah, that was an Apple thing. Okay, um, it was really weird too because it was essentially like this giant multi pin connector, um, a, like a traditional uh, ISA, ISA slot or ISA right. slot or, or then it wasn't a, a slot. It was like pins, it, right? It, exactly. It was like yeah. a, a weird, like a thirty like or a sixty pin connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was like three rows tall but like 30 rows or 60 rows yeah. long um and, and they had like this weird kind of cream color tan color connector i have a vague recollection of that yeah and they were expensive yeah so but, when uh, they so when they when they started making these macs on intel yeah so it was so, only a matter of time well so here's the thing so what my point was going to be that um next failed as a hardware company pretty early on um, but was successful as a software company, right. and so in their in their own best interest, what they decided to do uh, was port their software over to run on the most commonly used hardware, which, as is today, uh, was the Intel x86 based architecture. Now, did um, they? They did that. Yeah, they did that. So you could actually get your, you could purchase the next OS, oh, which is exactly what Steve Jobs is doing on this ThinkPad theoretically. Pre- precisely. So okay. he was probably just running next, you know, next step on on an x86 machine. I think that's what they said he which was, which is doing. fine. Yeah. And uh, and and that that was no secret that that had been around for a long, long time. Yeah. So when Apple purchased Next, they purchased all of that history, all that tech, and it makes sense that there was probably a team of dudes. From the day from the get go, who were you know who were basically continuing to work and develop and evolve sure. the next step OS. Well, all of these, all of these modern operating systems, Mac OS, Linux, uh, Windows NT, NT. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, Windows NT for its time. I mean, still, even I mean, it's the underpinning of Windows Seven. I mean, it is still a pretty badass sub structure like before they started doing things like putting internet explorer inside of it and everything right it's pretty rock solid i mean no one argues that windows server versions are crappy software you know and it's the same underpinnings the point is is that they're all very they're they're designed to be separate you know the, the the underlying hardware can be separate they can write to different hardware when nt came out yeah. they had risk versions and they had power pc right, versions there was they had a version for right. like the alpha so there was lots of talk that apple was keeping versions of darwin running on x86 for just such an occasion 
Yeah, I guess it was all speculation, though. Yeah. Um, Which and- is always so great in his in his keynote. He was just like, "Oh yeah, and all these things I've been doing so far, it's on an Intel box." And he goes over and does yeah, the about, about this Mac. Mac. Yeah, but what was funny was that I mean, in many ways, that itself was a hackintosh because well, it was just a Pentium Four. There's my point. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is basically what you're doing now is not a whole lot different from what they were doing. They were doing seven, ten years ago. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Um, that's why it doesn't shock me and it's not as like big of a deal yeah. that, that, you know, people are doing that. I mean, the only thing that, that makes it tricky is, is the fact that Apple is, you know, choosing to do that. Yep. Like if they wanted to, it's not a whole lot of, I mean, can you imagine if Apple decided that they wanted to, to start to, selling uh, boxed versions for yeah. anybody? Yeah. I, you know, I think the problem they would get into, which is in many ways, the problem of that Microsoft gets into is that once you start. Most of the things that go wrong on a Microsoft Windows box have to do, have with, to do with drivers, disparate hardware. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so I think that I think that Mac OS would be just as unstable. Not that Windows Seven is really unstable anymore. No, but you're, but you're you know what I'm right. saying. I think yeah. they would have just the same problems if they were trying to support four hundred thousand different versions of Absolutely. video Absolutely. I mean, and Apple. I mean, you have to you have to also understand uh, that Apple um, first and foremost places the whole the concept of the experience you know sure. before everything else. So they want you know they want things to be as simple. plus they make money on the hardware. That's true. That's and that's the second thing is is they're a hardware company. They make more money selling boxes than uh, than bits. Yeah, so to speak. Um, so the, you know it's interesting because I've tried this before. Oh yeah, yeah. When um, on my old when I got this machine two years ago, mm-hmm. I tried to install what was I don't know if it was Tiger or if it was Leopard ten five. I don't know if it was 10.4 or 10.5 at the time. Probably 10.5. Let's say it was. I tried installing it on my Pentium... What the hell was that? No, it was a Core 2 Quad 6600 with a nice, pretty basic Asus board and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was a decent machine. So when I built this, I was like, oh, let me mess around. Try to st- install Mac OS. Couldn't get past first base. Mm. Uh, all these problems, mostly to do with, up until very recently... Video card is the big thing. Yeah, I believe that. So it's funny because even though there are drivers for... I mean, look, there's ATI, there's NVIDIA, and there's Intel. Those are like the only people that video stuff's going to be from. And Apple uses all three in their systems, right? You know, at, at one time Depending, or another. Yeah, for yeah. laptops right. and desktops. Um, and over the years, they keep flipping back That's and forth, true. right? That's true. Um, so the big, the big problem was that uh, apparently ATI cards had a harder time that whatever the NVIDIA drivers were in the system were much more, oh, I'll work with any NVIDIA card, not just the six that Apple's ever used, right. where on the ATI say they weren't. Mm. So I had an ATI card at the time, so this was the problem. Mm. Um, so last week, I had to reinstall Windows. I wrote a quick blog post about this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me try it again now. I even tried it like six months ago, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it working. Because of the video card. Be- I think because of the video card. Um, so I ordered a new video card. I went on some of these Hackintosh forums, mm-hmm. found one that somebody recommended like, oh, in my build, I use this and it worked great. $65 for the video card. Um, it's an old NVIDIA 9500 GT with a gig of RAM. I think that's the one that the, that the old Macs used to come with, actually. I think the... Uh, in, uh, like with a three-year-old Mac Pro was probably, I think it yeah, would have had... Yeah, it had like 256 megs. Right, around. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I got that. I used uh, this guy, Tony, Tony Mac OS 86 dot blogspot dot com or something. 
uh, makes this little app called iBoot, which basically Macs are all EFI, mm-hmm. right? Where most PCs, although the brand new ones are all EFI too, um, are all BIOS. But it, I, I think they did that not because not for the technical reasons as much as the fact that they could control it more. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. Sure. So they they can lock it down that way. Yeah. So um, macOS is looking for EFI where all these machines are BIOS, so it won't work. Um, so th- these guys have written these things that basically hijack it right at the beginning of the BIOS, make a fake software-based EFI right. layer right. that then you can boot from. Um, and it worked, and it booted right up, and then it like you you know run some things, you run the update, you you know follow the instructions. And this has been this way for almost a week now, yeah. since Tuesday, yeah. and I've had no problems. You haven't had a single crash or kernel panic or anything like that. Nothing. That's kind of cool. Which is which is pretty cool. Now, I will say that apparently, if you're really going to do it, the only thing it doesn't do well mm-hmm. is sleeping and shutting down. That makes sense. Which are these like real hardcore low level power things? Yeah, Apple. It puts- sleeps okay. It wakes up most of the time. No, but it makes sense things. because Apple, you know, when, obviously when they design their operating system, they're yeah. also they're designing it to run on their straight computer, to their whatever their hardware, hardware right. and then they actually have some some pretty clever tricks to right. you know for energy savings. It's interesting though when it does sleep and wake up correctly, mm-hmm. which is most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't really use it that much, but just I've tested it a few times. Mm-hmm. It does so as fast as a Mac does, faster than a Windows machine does, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently. I'm using this Asus motherboard that's kind of rare because it's this weird workstation one. Apparently, if you buy the Gigabyte motherboards that everyone recommends, this like three different ones that they love. Gigabyte is a brand name? Gigabyte is a brand. Mm. Um, There are what are called DSDT files, which I forget what it stands for. Basically, it's like a, a, a translation table between the hardware and the OS for things like power management. Hmm. So that if you you know I have this gigabyte board serial number whatever hmm. with this BIOS on it, this is the DSDT for that and when you install it, it basically the Mac doesn't know any different and apparently everything just kind of works. Hmm. So hmm. if you really want to go crazy, you can build these machines that are apparently rock solid and whatever it is. Hmm. I've had no problems other than shut down, I have to hit the power button at the end. Right. But um so you came over the other night. Yep. And you showed me a few things. I did a few things. It's all about the keyboard commands in macOS. Uh, that's how I was. Which is funny because they always say that it's a, how you know it's the first thing with a mouse, and it's like no, it's yeah, better no. with a keyboard. No, it's true. And people, you know, give Apple a hard time for the whole one button mouse, and you know, Apple's answer yeah. to that is that look, we want to, we, we don't want to make the computer intimidating. We want to make it as easy and as user friendly right. as possible, and you can't get it wrong if there's only one button to push. Although they have kind of backed away from that. No, I haven't. Well, yeah, but the, all the mice they sell now can right-click. They only have one button. Yeah, but they have the weird... you got to turn it on. Do you have to turn it on? Yeah, by default. Any Macintosh out of the yeah. box can is always just one click. Yeah. Always. Um, yeah, I you know, I like... I, being a Windows guy, I like right-clicking. I think it's a very useful context menu. No, of course. I, I, th- I think lots of Mac people do, too. I mean, it's a really yeah. e- smart and useful uh, innovation. But, you know, I, th- I think... Apple wisely chose to make that a choice. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, when you're ready, and you and you, th- if you think it's a good idea, then you can turn it on. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing out there that's uh, that's stopping you from doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, what I've noticed is that um, once you get the keyboard commands down, moving around is a lot faster. Hell yeah. 
Um, it's interesting. And hiding applications as opposed to minimizing them. Way better. Uh, the only thing is that when you hide them, mm-hmm. you kind of have to know that they're hidden. You know what I mean? Like, it, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's there's no indication that they're hidden. Uh, uh, I guess so. Whether you closed all the windows or you hid all the windows, <coughs> it doesn't know the difference. What's it? Uh, the interface doesn't know it. You know, it looks the little dot is lit next to the app. That's true, but, but there's no windows. And if you're hiding your dock, right? That doesn't help you either. You know, um, so it's just interesting. It's yeah. uh it's a well, it's a it's a choice, you know. It's a yeah. it's a design. Some of the um uh things about doing um bringing up the command tab, it's called the application switcher. Okay. The application switcher. Mhm. Alt tab on Windows. Mhm. Command tab. Um, command tab. Mm-hmm. Uh and being able to hide quit, and quit. Yeah. Hide and quit apps there. Pretty cool. Man, that should be more documented. That should be like Mac OS 101 it, stuff. It is, man. It's it's out there. I mean, I just it's funny. I was just uh I can't It was funny. I was t- Craig was here earlier, my friend Craig, yeah. who's like this kick-ass crazy designer guy. Uh-huh. Been using Macs for 15 years. Uh-huh. Didn't know that one. Huh. Well, I don't know. I found it out. I mean, that 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 wasn't always the case, man. That that I think made That's its new? first appearance I want to say in Mac OS 10.3 in Jaguar. Okay, well that's still a long time ago. I guess. Um, or maybe 10.4. I was a big uh, fan of Panther myself. Were you? I stood in line for 10.2. What? Mm-hmm. Where? At the Mac store. At the Apple store. Where? In Soho, when it first opened. For what? Because I had I had a PowerBook G4 Titanium at the time. <laughs> God. I used to use a Mac. For a little while, I used a Mac. <laughs> it drove me nuts, and I got rid of it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. But you know what I think it was, is that I like, I like desktop machines. Because mm-hmm. they they always feel a little faster and snappier to me. Well, they are faster yeah. usually. Um, so that like it, laptops frustrate me a lot of times. Um, <laughs> although the new ones are supposed to be very fast, as we talked about last time. Yeah. I guess if you if you plugged one of those into a keyboard and mouse or Bluetooth or whatever, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't know the difference really. No, they're pretty happy. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm happy with this. I'm playing with it. It's just interesting. It's a whole new a whole new world. Yeah. It, it's funny being a fairly advanced computer user. Right. And, you know, across the board, like I, I know what I'm doing. Sure. Jumping into a thing that I don't know anything about, mm-hmm. how quickly I can get to a pretty fast high level, you know. It's true. Um, my mom has had an iMac that I bought her for two and a half years, and she it, called me the other day because she couldn't find some files. I was like, well, click on the little magnifying glass in the right-hand corner and start... What's it called? Uh, I didn't even know that was there. Uh, you know, yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, like everyone says about Microsoft Word, they always ask for what features people want, and invariably, ninety-five percent of the things people list are already in there. Of course, yeah. there's, there's named or hidden weird. Named, yeah, named weird or hidden yeah. weird. Yeah, which is just uh, it's 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 funny stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting, and uh, I'm gonna keep up with it and, and see how it goes. Um, I, I did order a faster video card. You did? Yeah. Um, because, Why? well, I've noticed a few, like, um, remember the little corruption things we were seeing in Photoshop the other day? And mm. having all the acceleration in Photoshop turned on mm. is a little bit more wonky. A lot more wonky than it was in Windows, by the way. Well, but that's, but that, that kind of, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see if that'll make any difference. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking it might be the drivers are just that the, the car's not very fast because it isn't very fast. It has a lot of RAM on it, but it's not a very fast card. Mm. So for $120, <laughs> I've got uh, a Radeon HD 5770 coming, which 
is what the current Mac Pros come with stock, apparently. So it's pretty fast. Sounds right. Yeah. I think they have more RAM on them. This has a gig. Oh, okay. That sounds right. Yeah. So this is fast card. Yeah. Sweet. So we'll see. And then I can send this one back and, you know, it cost me a hundred and something dollars to build my Mac, essentially, you know. Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. Even if I did have the money to build a Mac, because I like building my own machines, yeah. I would almost do this. I mean, I would. I might spend more money and be more selective about what I bought to do it to make it all. You know, use the gigabyte boards and all the rest of it. But I wouldn't be against doing this again for my next system. I mean, this one's two over two years old. No, that makes sense. I mean, you you're know, you're in. It that, might be fun, but you're in that also, weird. Yeah, you're in that minority of the little of, slim slit of a Venn diagram. Yeah, and I think that's that's fine. There's always going to be people like that extremists. Yeah, you know, I, those are the, those are the guys who like you know who are really into vintage cars. Yep, and they're like, you know what? Sure, I could go out on eBay or go to the swap meet or whatever and, and try to find this obscure part. Or I can make I can it spend myself. Forty thousand dollars on CNC machines and machine the damn thing perfectly and do it exactly yeah, yeah, what I need. Yeah. And that's that's super cool. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think that's that's cool yeah. that there are people out there who are that driven and that committed and and you know and are willing to uh, uh, to do it. I've always found something kind of satisfying about working on a machine that you built. Sure. I don't know. That's a weird tech dork thing but yeah i don't i don't feel the same way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't, i've always i've always liked I've that and so it's it's, it's I mean, musicians are like that too i mean how, yeah. i'm sure you've met dudes who've like i mean I, I definitely met uh a guy who made his own drum set um back in chicago yeah. and then there's you know and then people feel that way about like handcrafted things like people like people who want to go and get that like that custom made cabinet or chair sure you know or piece of furniture or yeah i, I don't know what, what there is something there's some additional satisfaction and value um, to something that has been handcrafted or customized yeah. Yeah. in any on any on any level, and yeah. you know that makes sense. So yeah. the fact that you're doing yeah to your computer, why not? I like it. I don't know. It's just dorky, yeah, but it's make fun. Them on bikes. I mean, oh, bi- yeah. you know, bicycles are super fun to customize. That's got to be a lot of big thing, right? But people buy frames and they oh, buy yeah. the, the gears. Oh yeah, huge scene. Because what's cool about is that all that is, stuff compatible, or do you have to yeah. buy the right stuff? There, there, there is a surprising. Surprisingly high degree of compatibility. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, the, you know, there's this the obvious stuff as far as like you know metric versus standard. Sure. Um, and then you know, I guess in the bicycle world, big picture, you've got like mountain bike versus road bike. You know. Yeah. Where like uh, like mountain bike is traditionally uh, slightly smaller wheels and wider, you know, wider, whatever you want to call it, um, wider spacing on the on the frame and fork for the, for the, you know, for the fatter tires. Yeah. And then the, uh, and that's usually measured in inches for some reason, whereas the road bikes are all skinnier and measured in centimeters. Oh, uh, and then you wait, have, wait, you know, wait, 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 Ro- road bikes are metric. And what are, what are inches? Mountain bikes, mountain bikes are yeah. really in there. Well, well, as far as their frame sizes are concerned, like when you, like if you were to walk into a bike shop today and they want, they, you know, they fitted you for a bicycle, uh, and you wanted, you said, I want a mountain bike. Well, then you would probably, someone of your height would probably go for like a 17 inch or a 19 inch. I think I have a 19. Mountain bike. But if you were to go talk to the same guy and say, hey, actually, I want a racing bike. You know, I want a road, I want a road bike. Oh, that's a 55. It would be like a 53 or 55 centimeter. Yeah. Interesting. That's just how they do that. I wonder if that's because mountain bikes were kind of invented in America. I think it's a safe, it's a safe assumption. And then that's, that's the same thing goes with the wheels too. Mountain bike wheels are 26 inches and road bikes are measured in seven, 700 CC cubic centimeters. Right. Um, right. 
uh, I don't. I, I think they're not that much bigger, but but anyway, they're they're not measured in inches. Is the is that's the interesting? Point. Yeah. Uh, and then, as far as the components are concerned, um, there Wait, aren't, aren't a ton of differences. That's what? that's that's nuts. That it's they're measured in volume. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's so. weird. Um, yeah. By the way, the, a cubic centimeter is one milliliter. Did you know that? So when they say I need ten cc's, they mean I need ten milliliters of X Y Z drug. I believe that. Yeah. That's, the metric system is kind of cool like that. Metric system is totally cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as far as the bike thing is concerned, um, the, the the sizes of the tubes, the sizes of the holes come into play. Like, for example, um, the, you know what the bottom bracket is on a bike? Uh, bottom uh, bracket? The bottom bracket is, is the... So if, you, if you're visualizing a bicycle right now, mm-hmm. a traditional... Uh, modern bicycle is, is basically two triangles, right? Like a diamond-shaped triangle, yep. right? So uh, let's assume that the handlebars are on the left, uh, and then the rear wheel is on the right. Got so it. so front front wheel is on the left, and front wheel uh, rear wheel is on the right. So if you run, it's very really simple. I just so, imagine you with a Mortimer pen, like like drawing it on a board. Really? Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the picture pages. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Um, that's funny. So, so yeah, the, 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 we could talk about bike parts real quick. Uh, so the, the tube that goes from, well, the, the, the front of the bike where the, where the, uh, the, uh, it's called the, the headset or the head, you know, the head tube is the little tube that the fork kind of plugs into. Gotcha. So there's the fork and then the, the fork goes into the head tube and then, uh, it's met on the other side of the head tube by the stem. And the stem and the fork kind of like there's a nifty mechanical trick that gets them to stick together so that they can, you know, they can steer. Uh, and then and don't the, come apart. Yeah, you hope they don't come apart. <laughs> uh, and then and then the handlebars connect to the stem. Uh, and then the top tube is is called the top tube. It's you know it's usually on a road bike it's traditionally straight on mountain bikes it's traditionally angled. And then you have like girls bikes which are like the ones that are very slanty. Um, and then the top tube For connects. The skirts. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have you know, to be decent, you know, a ladylike. <laughs> um, and then the top tube uh, connects to the da- uh, the seat tube, uh, which is where the seat post goes. So right. the so the seat tube and the top tube um, and the down tube make one triangle, right? So mm-hmm. you have top tube on the top, down tube on the bottom, and then seat tube on the right. Right. Okay. And then if we look at the other triangle, seat tube. Yeah, there's the seat tube, and then the, and then the the top part of the seat tube that's called the seat stay technically because right. stays are, are are what they call skinnier pairs of tubes because now that, that that's basically like kind of like a fork it's like a forked triangle so it's right. like two forks that have been met together to make the uh what's what's called the uh the dropout which is where the the Back rear wheel connects so there's the chain stay which is the bottom half of that triangle and then the seat stay which is the top half of that triangle yeah so the bottom bracket is the bottom part where those guys with a pedal you know um the pedals connect okay that's what that's called so uh bottom brackets come in different sizes um on road bikes versus uh mountain bikes but all road bikes are same all mountain bikes are the same as far as i know uh the difference though is that different manufacturers have different components so you can't like mix and match so like shimano is the big name sure the big japanese name uh and then uh there's a bunch of uh, Italian ones, uh, Camp Campagnolo is right. the uh, is the big, you know, fancy, expensive one, uh, and you can't mix and match campy stuff with Shimano stuff, for example. But then there's some American brands like SRAM, and I can't remember. Would any. you I, rather have top end Shimano or low end Camp? I've been riding with Shimano stuff my whole life, 
It um, seems like everyone uses Shimano stuff. It, the Shimano did a really good job of like, you know, infiltrating the market. Right. You know, um, I mean, it seems like every bike you buy from Walmart on up is using Shimano parts. Um, I guess so. I haven't, you know, I mean, I, I haven't anything been, more than, you know, a hundred bucks for the bike. That's, that's possible. Um, there could be some really, there, there's some cheap stuff too. <laughs> I was thinking about actually speaking of bikes, my, I had a mongoose Californian. Oh yeah. What was that? A mountain bike? Uh, a BMX. Oh, a BMX bike. Nice. Yeah. What color was it? And I had like, uh, uh, Haro mags. Yeah. No, Haro. I did I, no, I didn't have Haro. Who else made mags? Mags? Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, GT. Made I did some? have may have may have GT twos. Does that make sense? I can't remember what color were they. Were they like black, black, black plastic? Yeah, like five or six yeah. spokes. Yeah, yeah. I never got into BMX. Uh, uh, I had this yeah, I had this mongoose Californian. I remember got it for Christmas. I was so excited <laughs> with like the bent seat tube, so you could oh, like right, sit the, back the, a little more. It's called a laid back. Seat exactly. Post. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I used to change out my brake pads. Did you have a rotor, an ACS rotor, or an Odyssey? Spin. An Odyssey gyro. I didn't because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of trick stuff. I was oh. more of like track rider. Oh, okay, so you did jumps and shit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and there was there was this one place uh, down the street. There was kind of a, a development. Uh huh. You know. Uh, oh, where all so the kids like, knew each other, right. you know, like one of those things. Sure. Um, and one of the guys, they had an empty the, lot next to theirs. And they built a ramp, didn't they? They didn't build a ramp. They built a, a track. Oh, with, an actual with track. jumps. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, um, you know, put the put the dirt, but like put like logs in to make up stable and, you sure, know, the sure. whole thing. And um, so people used to go in there, but you weren't supposed to go on the track if you weren't one of the neighborhood kids because the father knew all the neighborhood kids right. like it was one of those things yeah 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 funny and uh, and we went one day myself and my friend Matt Garrity who I'm still friends with and uh, yeah here I am a photographer and Matt's now like a bass guitarist or bass jazz bassist who like plays at the Blue Note and stuff mm-hmm. but back in the day yeah we used to go and play uh, you know go Ride on bikes. the BMX hell yeah anyway I went up one time did you have Odie Mushroom Grips <laughs> I did. Those are the best. <laughs> Although I didn't like them because they got gross. Some of them did. There was a, there was different formulas. I found. Yeah, I, I like the the later generation ones that it's were. It's funny. I didn't like mushy. the. But I had I've had them before, but I didn't like them. I used to get like the more plain ones. I love the OD mushrooms. Um. Anyway, so I, I was up there. I did a jump. Mm-hmm. You, know, you used to do the tabletop. You know where you'd flip. Oh, yeah, the bike sure. sideways, right? That's so t- I did that. Uh huh. And. My leg, my foot slipped, and my leg kind of got into the the cro- inside the crossbars, like okay. inside the frame. Uh huh. And I couldn't pull out of it, and I kind of landed like that. Ouch! And I hurt my leg. Sure. I didn't break my leg. Probably could have, you sure, know, if I had sure. done it wrong. Right. But everything kind of stopped. It was one of those kind of things. Right. And from then on, no one else could go on the track except for neighbor. I ruined it for everyone <sighs> outside the neighborhood. Damn, dude. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was funny because the guy who had the track, the kid who had the track, his older, he had a sister, a younger sister than him, but older than me. It was this girl, Kristen White, I think her name was. Hmm. Anyway, so long story short, when a uh, year, very pretty girl. And I was working at this agency called US Interactive. And my boss, Neil, uh, was like, oh, they were hiring a new art director, like somebody on our team. And he's just like, oh, yeah, there's this girl that I know from college, this girl, Kristen White. I was like, there's no possible way. She walks in. And I was like, small world. Yeah. I always had a little crush on her. That's funny. She's a very pretty girl. (laughs) 
Anyway, long story short, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so bikes. bikes. So anyway, um, what was? How do we get into bikes? Well, so people build their bikes just like people oh, build their computers. Totally. So, so what, one of the cool things about bikes is that um, all of these things are reasonably priced. You know, like I think bikes. It's safe to say that bikes are cheaper than motorcycles and cars. Uh, and because you don't require a license and because, you know, it doesn't require any, any electricity or gas or, yep. or oil or, you know, natural resources, you, you, you can get you can get up and running on a bike pretty, pretty goddamn easily. Yeah. Um, so and I think it's from as far as a mechanical standpoint, it's not a terribly complex machine. So right. learning the innards, you know, and I think it's safe to say that just about anyone can learn how all of the parts, even on a, a fancy bike with like, you know, two derailleurs in the front and the back and everything, you know, as opposed to like a simple sure. single speed bike, like a, like a dirt bike. Um, but you know, anybody can learn how to do it and it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah, there's a huge scene. Now, I mean, obviously now bikes are extremely fashionable, um, uh, with the, as far as customization, the, the big, the big, uh, fashion right now is, uh, is single speed track bikes, you know, so people yeah, are, yeah, yeah. are buying up all these awesome looking Which seem really dangerous unless you really know how to use them. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the, the whole no brakes, right? Well, and you have to keep pedaling. The, the, what, what we're talking, what we're both talking about here is, is a very specific kind of single speed bike and it's called a fixed gear yes. bike. Uh, and that basically means that the, the front chain ring is, is, you know, chained to the back yep. ring uh, on the back wheel, to the back and, wheel. It, and it does not there's no yeah. freewheel if the back wheel is turning the, then your legs the, are moving yeah. exactly and, yeah. and, it, and it's one to one or not one to one it's like I don't know ten to one or something like that but right. but the point is like you know if you want to go backwards you have to physically you know pe- you could pedal backwards yeah. it's like a, a better way to think of it is like a, like a unicycle yep. you know like the, where the pedals are literally hard bolted to the wheel yep um, and yeah and you used to know a guy who rode a unicycle to class at college I rode past a guy on a unicycle on the fucking Queensboro Bridge yesterday Day. Not yesterday, like two days ago. It was really weird. That's and he was hauling ass, dude. He was hauling. It was like on a fucking twenty-six inch unicycle, big one. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Um, maybe more than twenty-six. Inch. I would say it's like thirty-two inches. Maybe it was. Yeah, he was up on it. It was. Yeah, it was basically him. Just it was the wheel was big enough where the wheel like had come right up to was the crack of his butt. Wearing a, a, a red nose. No, no. <laughs> he had a helmet on though. He wasn't really. He wasn't dumb. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you know, no, the, so people are spending. You can spend a ton of money on all these really great little bits and pieces. You know, on the frames. Uh, uh, the, actually, the, I think the most expensive component on a bike, as a rule, uh, are the wheels. Because uh, we make wheel building and wheel technology sure. is, is still there's still all kinds of neat things happening there. Um, and there, you know, there's world renowned wheel builders. And, sure. You know, guys that you can get to make your wheels for you and stuff like that. Um, it's funny that. Um there, it, with bikes and with uh, instruments, it's like our friend Claude. Mm-hmm. Claude goes and buys the multi-thousand-dollar bases that are handmade by a dude. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Who makes like thirty of them a year? Or it's interesting. Like that. It would be cool if somebody started doing that with computers somehow. You know, well, I, mean? I think like, there is a company out there that does that with computers. Well, I mean, there's lots of like high-end companies that do this, but like, yeah. but not like. We only make six of them a year, you know that kind of thing. That's true. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it is cool. I, I think gonna... it's because everything's so commoditized, commoditized. But um, no, it's just interesting. Yeah, the, just the whole custom, handmade, proprietary. Yeah, you know, do-it-yourself kind of thing. Yeah, um, that is definitely cool. Anyway, I, I I like doing this stuff, and and you know, it's like you brought over an iPad today. I did. Um, you know, you're, you're it's funny though. Borrowing though, before right? you not, say that, before we get yeah. into this, I, I wanted to just mention something interesting that you reminded me of. You were talking about how you were riding bikes as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to being interested in bicycles as a kid, I was also interested in skateboarding. Um, and 
as it turns out, I wasn't, wasn't really that good at it. Too. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I. no, I was I was kind of a shitty skateboarder, um, and I happened to have some friends uh, who were very good at it. And when you're not that good at it, and there are people who are very good at it, it is extremely easy to get discouraged and to oh, and yeah. to not want to try so hard. <laughs> and so what I wound up doing, I, I would say actually, some people just get the balance thing, or they yeah, trust themselves I, going over I don't jumps. Know what it was. And there's there's some, there's some physical dexterity involved as well. Yep. You know, some people can can jump higher and have the the, the timing and whatever. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is I think it's safe to say that if it, it, you know, it, it was my inability or my general lack of skill as a skateboarder that plant, you know, that had my, you know, early seeds, early roots in, uh, in photography. Um, cause it was, that was the first thing that sort of occurred to me was like, uh, I really like this. I can't this ride. Really it. I might cool. as well take pictures of it. And you know, I was flipping through all the. I, I remember, man. I used to cut out the, the the pictures from the magazines of these really awesome. I used to have entire walls of my yeah, me room. Too. Totally. Yeah. Um, most of them were ads. Yeah. Um, and that was that shit was really inspiring to me. And so, what's really funny is that now you look at it, and these guys were making nothing for a lot of this photography. Like oh. back in the day, like you yeah. know, you're shooting for Powell in 1985. You're not making a lot of money. Well, you might be. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? If, like, you're, if you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those those people, that whole industry was very like oh, yeah. mom all, and pop. It was totally off the books, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that. so I, I have these. I, I'm sure I have a shoebox with some of my earlier, you know, point and shoot, just like little snapshot, you know, style. And then I actually did. I remember vividly like borrowing my mom's old Niker mat with the 35 millimeter lens on it, yeah. you know, and running, putting some Kodak gold yeah, 200 yeah. in it or whatever the fuck it was and getting some awful blurry bullshit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but that was what sort of inspired me, man. And, and, you know, and then I think it wasn't too much further along that my dad sort of saw that. And, and then we, you know, got into cameras and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it was just interesting, interesting segue. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I would love to at some point get into, uh, photographing, bikes themselves you know who else is was really into this stuff was uh was mr kent miller uh i can imagine he he actually if, if i remember correctly we haven't really talked too much about it but if i remember correctly he did uh he actually competed for a while he was a like a dirt bike racer like a bmx jump racer guy and he did some downhill stuff and uh he he definitely has i think that that physical thing that we were talking about yeah uh, who can like do a bunny hop like you know over a park bench kind of thing. I don't know if he can do yeah, it now, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I can just imagine him as like as a you know twenty year old kid, you know, just hopping all over the fucking place. Yeah. The um, uh, no, absolutely. Oh, and and, and not to mention, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of his inroads into photography. I mean, I know he's done a ton of sports stuff, like back in the days when he's shooting film. Yeah, yeah. The um, there's a guy, a friend of mine, my friend Jonathan is good friends with these brothers, Ivory and Rich, uh, uh, Ivory and Shelter Sarah. You know uh, Richard Serra, the he makes uh, big giant uh, oh. sculptures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is their; these are his nephews. Hmm. And uh, I've and Shelter were big skateboarders along with my buddy Jonathan, and uh, they would go around San Francisco, whatever it is. And now Ivory's a pretty like serious photographer, like has assisted for all these like you know all the big names he's been around. I th- you know I think his last name doesn't hurt his chances of getting in with a lot of these people, but. Nice, super nice kid. I've met him before. Spent some time with him. Hmm. Um, but anyway, my he shot tons of uh, stuff for Transworld skateboarding and sure. all. You know, he used to shoot for all those magazines and stuff. So it's just kind of funny you saying that. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's true. It's a whole other thing. Yeah, I think uh, Chase Jarvis and Spike uh, Jones. Spike Jones. 
Chase who? The, you know, the director, the, yeah. you know, that yep. guy, I think he got his start on, he's, he's made some really cool skate videos. Um, yeah. I always liked watching the, I used to be really into the Powell Peralta videos. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, all the search like, for animal chin and all that stuff. Yeah. The, um, uh, the wide, but, super wide angle stuff. Yeah, fish but, eye style. But it's funny because when you watch in some of them, they kind of show some of the behind the scenes stuff of yeah. like, you know, they take, they take footage of the guys taking footage. Right. And it's pretty cool. I mean, the stuff they were doing was pretty innovative for the time. Well, they had like a guy on a bicycle, like yeah. towing a guy on a skateboard. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and then they used these ridiculously wide, like fisheye style lenses and they just got as physically close to the guy yeah. on the board as possible just to get the whole perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's a cool idea. It sure. is, it's just kind of neat. It's, it's one of those things that like now that's how people do it. But at the time... Nobody did it before, this so is, how do you they do it? Didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, all right, so iPad. You, you brought an iPad over. You I were did. playing with GarageBand. I, yeah, so I, I, I uh, got my hands on a first-gen 16-gig iPod, um, and uh, I, it's funny because I've, I've definitely poked around on an iPad. We said iPod? I think we meant to you say You said iPad. I did. Well, we meant to say iPad. Um, I've definitely had a few moments... Um, of time with various iPads in the past. Sure. But ne- never one as a sort of like, as a, my iPad kind of thing. Um, they always feel whenever I pick one up, it always feels smaller than I remember it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess so. I, I for me, actually, I, I guess maybe because I'm so accustomed to my iPhone. Um, it, it still just feels so darn big and clunky, you yeah. know, cause in, in a lot, it's so similar in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never really got bitten by the iPad bug like everybody did. Nope. Um, I wanted to, you know. I think it's a neat product, but it just it just didn't really strike me as something that I I needed to have. It, you yeah. know, didn't really. I, I couldn't really think of like, oh man, if I had that, that would make this so much better. I could do so X much or y. Yeah, and it just yeah. it just never. I mean, there's one or two little things um, that I could you know make the argument for, sure. but it didn't like it wasn't like an obvious. Well, duh. Now I need to get one of these. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, the, the the example, the perfect example is like my mom, right? Right. So when the iPad first came out, I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect for my mom. She, you know. She have she, a computer? She has an old first gen white MacBook, um, one of the, you know, the plagued yeah. machines that uh, constantly fail. Um, and she, she likes it um, as a computer. You know, she's definitely learned a lot and she yeah. does really well for a mom. Um, but uh, It's annoying that they make you sync it to even start using it. What, you know? the iPad? Yeah. No, it's not. It makes perfect sense. Well, yeah, but that means that you can't. That means you have to own a computer and an iPad. Yeah, you know. That's, well, that's what. Yeah, that, but but for a lot of people, it would be fine to be able to check their mail and do a little web browsing. You know, a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't need. Other I have stuff. a feeling that's going to change in the future. Yeah, the um, um, I've even thought. I mean, I've used. I have a unibody MacBook now. Mm-hmm. The first uh, gen, right? First gen unibody inch. MacBook. Yeah, thirteen inch. Right, the MacBook. The original the MacBook, MacBook right, right before it turned into a MacBook Pro, right? right. This was like a MacBook initially, and then they, right. four months later, they turned it, right. made it part of the Pro the line. Put on it, and um, next thing you know. And it, it's, it's fine. You know, it's funny. It's four gigs of RAM. It's still a fast machine. Yep. Um, it's the problem with all this stuff. You don't need to upgrade as much as you used to. This is from 2008. Yeah. You know? Um, anyway, 2008 MacBook, and uh, Heather's got this black book. Is that what they call those things? Yeah. The, the black MacBooks? The MacBook. And hers is a little older than black. mine, and the screen's not as good. Right. And that one's kind of, you know, it's kind of... It's of the same generation it, as my mother's yeah, machine. It gets... Yeah. Cr- it gets it yeah, wrote, it, you can crinkle it and stuff. It's awful. Um, so I was thinking, you know what? We can get rid of that one. She can have this one. Right. Because the only thing I ever use this one for is every once in a while on a shoot. 
but really? like I could always really? steal it from her. Like if I bring it somewhere just to make sure the pictures are all right or oh, if I'm see. shooting tethered, but like that's rare. Uh-huh. The only other thing I ever use it for is to uh, Skype or video chat with like my sister. Sure. Um, so in many ways, a new iPad could replace a laptop for me. It's true. You know, actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's something I was thinking about as, as far as like uh, for more like communications. Um, so just to finish my other thought, though, mm-hmm. my mom, as much as she loves her MacBook, um, hates carrying it around. You know, it's six or seven pounds. And she, my mom does a ton of traveling. And that's six or seven pounds of, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the computer and the power sure. adapter and all the, you know, the crap that goes with it. Um, and that, you know, my mom's getting older and, and you know, that, that, that matters to her. She's uh, just browsing and checking her email. Yeah. She's just checking her email and right. browsing. Well then that's a no brainer. And it's like, you know, come on dude. So the iPad, um, it's, it's teeny, it's light. It does everything she needs to. It doesn't fucking crash ever. No. <laughs> you know, there's like no, there's no mysteries here. Uh, the only thing that she has issues with are, are typing for long periods of time, but I got her a wireless keyboard, yep. uh, the Bluetooth thing, and that works great. But now she doesn't, you know, it's a Wait, one- you got her an iPad? Uh, yeah. I, well, yeah. So I bought her an iPad like when they first came out, like uh, the 3G one, um, because I figured she'd be traveling internationally and then she could use different SIM cards or, you know, do whatever. Yeah. So she'd the old, have It still uses full size SIMs? I don't remember. If the new one, uh, or if, if either of them do, I know the phones use the little ones. Yeah, he, I, you'd think that they use full size because there's plenty of room in that thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's that a little makes sense. It's kind of annoying sometimes because you can't easily go to another country and just throw another SIM in with the with the iPhone with the new phones. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta get crafty. Anyway, go um, ahead. but yeah, so my mom, uh, she's currently abroad right now. She's in Brazil. Um, I should hope she's abroad. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, she just, you know, she, she she bought a SIM card for five bucks or whatever, and yeah. uh, got it put on her her friends who she's staying with, you know, on their plan for you know on a on a pay as you go sort of thing. And now she's she's totally connected and, and digging it, you know, uh, and that's kind of neat. So I could see if I were if I were doing more traveling, um, I could see that being uh, a little bit more handy. Sure. Um, another thing I used, uh, I've been working on this major inventory project. At work, um, easier to walk around with it. Exactly. Uh, so I, I came up with this clever trick of, of basically, I, you know, I, I made this giant ass spreadsheet, um, and I don't know if it was Numbers or Excel, um, but then I imported it up into Google Docs, and then Google Docs has a reasonably competent Excel style sure. spreadsheet app which you can access over the web, and then you can you can just pull it up straight up on the on the iPhone or the iPad, and and it's a little clunky. You know, you can't just tap on a cell and start typing. You have to tap on the cell, and it loads a little edit dialog, and then you yeah, can yeah, yeah. do blah blah blah. But it's still better than carrying around a giant ass computer all over the place. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then the other cool thing is that um, Capture One has a pretty nifty application um, which acts as a remote viewer. Yeah. Um, which you can hand to someone, and then you can even rate and color. It shows the stills after, like it loads them into the computer, and then it pushes it over to exactly. There. You point, you basically designate a folder on your on your workstation as the 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 you know as the broadcasting you know whatever you want to call it, um, and then you can you can browse those files as they as they get yeah. generated which is now, really can, neat. can the can the tech say this one goes in that folder this one doesn't go in that folder yeah, like sure from a select basis like, absolutely you if only you see to. things that are more than one star if you want to yeah yeah if you want to there's a bunch of options it's pretty um, slick that is that's pretty cool i you know i thought about getting one not only because i've been working on uh, for my own website and then other websites every once in a while i'll do web work for people because my old life 
just for fun. Uh, I mean, it's, it's easy money sometimes, but it's also like... Just to stay current. Yeah. yeah and, no, it feels good. And it's actually it, it's somehow freeing doing different stuff all the time. I, I completely agree, man. Uh, That's how I feel about yeah. like doing music versus photography versus right. computer stuff. So I've been doing these web things, and, and one of the things we were working on is some of these weird jQuery kind of weird... Ugh. pound box, Yeah. Um, <laughs> and these PHP things or whatever, um, and a lot of CSS, and... I need to know that it's going to work on these things, so I kind of need to get one anyway. Right. Um, but there's also uh, a case to be made. Sometimes I want to write while I'm on the subway. Hmm. You know, like sometimes I'm like, ah, I want to type a blog post or write up and you're, work you're, on my book. Would you have a, an Android? Yeah, my phone can do it. I just I find typing on that very awkward. Well, I can't, I can't tell you that typing on an iPad is any less awkward. Yeah, but I supposedly it's a little less awkward. I it, I can't stand it. See, some people lo- really like Andy Anako was saying that it's great. Not great, like not as good as a keyboard, but better than a phone. I did I, I, tapping on a piece of glass like this. This that's yeah. retarded to me. It just doesn't yeah. feel right. Well, it's either that or a eleven inch Air. Now there you go. I was yeah, actually having a nice this conversation machine. with with my friend Kieran just today, um, and he and I were talking about how with the eleven inch Air, it, it it really blurs the line because if you are a power user, if you're a Macintosh person who knows what the fuck they're doing. Um, you can get so much more shit done because you you've got the the you know the the skill the you know the deep enough experience to to really rock it you know to know as how far to drive as in switching between applications and typing up like you could type so much faster on a proper keyboard um, because it you know the user interface is sure. is, is already done um, I, I I would love to say, I have a feeling that as the iOS evolves and mm-hmm. as Apple because here's the other thing dude we're, we're like in what. You're three of this? Yeah. This is, I mean, this shit's still like embryonic, man, as far as technology yeah. is concerned. I mean, um, but the problem is that iOS is getting more complicated. Mac OS Lion, they're getting all these simpler things. Right. Yeah. There, there, okay. There's a convergence happening. Right. But, but there's definitely a point at which iOS is going to get complex to the point where it's not going to be so. I mean, even adding apps and folders and multitasking and all that stuff, that's all way beyond my mother. She has an of iPhone, course. but it's still like already it's yeah beyond my mom. No, that's fine. And that's um, good, though. I mean, th- And sometimes th- they do things that it's like my mom's like, what did it just do? And, you know, she doesn't understand. No, but know? I think that's what's cool about Apple is they, they get that. They're really good at, at, at making, like, like kind of coming back to what we were saying originally, they're, they have a really good track record, in my opinion, yeah. of making um, a product that appeals to different levels of people on different levels it's kind of like uh, the way pixar works yeah. you know you can you can pretty much take any kind of person be it a, a five-year-old a 15-year-old a 50-year-old it doesn't matter th- there's going to be a gag or a bit that will relate to that person yeah you know um and that's that's kind of neat that that you know that, that they have a thing that that's that multifaceted yeah. that, that's that, that that's that dynamic or whatever you want to call it well that's why i'm giving their os a shot i just I just like being, being able to build my own stuff. Well, but I think it'll be fun, man. I'm curious to see how long it'll last. I mean, I'm curious yeah. to see what happens when the next, uh, when 10.6.7 comes out. Yeah, I mean, what they do is um, each update, don't install it, basically. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, although I'm running 10.6.6 right now. Um, basically, don't install it. Let the people who are really nerdy about this stuff do figure it. out what the problems are. Right. And usually they're simple things like... Um, <clears throat> A lot of times it'll replace a driver or something that sure. is something that you had to put to make this work. Right. Um, so what you do is you run the update, but before you reboot, you then run 
a little update from them to replace the driver that just got replaced. Right. And then reboot and it's fine. That's basically what I did when I first built this. Um, and that, it's worked for the last six revisions and it's worked for the ones before it. It's amazing how much smoother this is, though, than it was uh, even in Leopard. Like they've gotten, they're getting this process down. I mean, if you go look at. Um, uh, uh, tutorials on how to do this right from two years ago and then a year ago and then now yeah now it's like four steps that well, like you, you know, know there's another thing that's anybody here do. though too um and i don't know if you know this but um did you know that mac os 10.6 was the first iteration of the mac os to leave the non-intel machines yep. in the cold although apparently this can run rosetta too the hackintosh hmm well, think about it. It's just a layer. I, mean, I guess there's a software. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But uh, but that's kind of significant. I mean, yep. the the fact that well, they can get rid of all uh, the cruft. Exactly, all the old code that was yep. required in ten five to to support PowerPC. I can, I can only see that being troublesome for the Hackintosh concept. Yeah. yeah. And now that that shit's all out, this is all it's, pure. It's, it's like all Intel. It's all yeah. eighty six. Yeah. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, absolutely. We will see how long it lasts. Um, I'll give it a shot. I, I tr- even transferred over all my images and everything. They're all on here yeah, on Mac drives. You've got Lightroom working, and you yep. got. I've been plugins. editing in Photoshop on nice. it. Um, and did you know it's pretty cool? Actually, one last thing before we go is uh, that I was working on that PHP thing, and instead of uploading stuff to my server, mm-hmm. uh, I actually turned on Apache and PHP five locally. Right. And so I'm doing all of my testing and whatever locally, which is actually kind of cool. True. To be able to do it all in one. All in one box. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Sweet. I don't know. We'll come up with good stuff and give you some updates next week. But uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's going to work out. Cool. Well, this was fun doing it in person. Yeah, it's for a, a nice change of pace. All right. Well, we'll do this more before we have to put the air conditioner in and have that blowing the whole time. Did we keep it blowing all the time, or did we turn it off when we were first doing them? I have no idea. All right, we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> until next time, uh, we will see you at Cutest Conversations number 30. That'll be exciting. Yeah. 30. Maybe we should do something special. Yeah. Maybe we have a special guest. Yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this one on my blog and actually put a few links in. Oh, yeah? For some, some show, show notes. notes. All right. So I'll let you, if you have any like weird little bike things you want to link to. Sure. I think okay. that could be fun. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Uh, talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.